0: So, if you're free, I want to tell you, you'll be blessed to hear Brother Herman, one of our dear friends here. Loves the Lord, been in evangelism over 40 years, and and has done a tremendous job. Turn, if you would, to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. I spoke just for a few moments to the men yesterday morning about one verse, but I want to expound on that just a little bit this morning. Uh, Romans 1, we'll begin reading in verse 13. But if we really want true revival, do we really want to see God move in, in our lives uh, as well as er- other lives? I know uh, every time you turn on the radio, every time you talk to someone, they're talking about, well, this has got to be the end times. This is what. No, it don't have to be anything. It's whatever God wants it to be. Uh, everything's headed toward the end times. Amen? I don't know when that's going to be. You don't know when that's going to be. Nobody knows when that's going to be. Uh, it... Uh, uh, but I will just caution you about this. The end time doesn't depend on America. Uh, there, there's some things going on now in the Middle East. It could be the end time. Man, we could get out of here before lunch. Uh, that, that'd be a wonderful thing to get out of here permanently before lunch. Amen? Uh, They're going to be baseball up in heaven, guys. Don't worry about it. It's, it's going to be there. Amen. All right. Romans chapter 1, beginning at verse 13. Would you stand, please, in honor of God's holy, inspired... All-sufficient word the Bible says now. I would not have you ignorant brethren that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you But was let hitherto that I might have some fruit among you also even as among other Gentiles I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians both to the wise and to the unwise So as much as is in me I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Father, thank you this morning for the opportunity to just stand in this pulpit and proclaim your word. God, thank you for another chance to hear and to respond your invitation time I pray this morning for every person that's listening for those that are listening in the next few services for those that are listening all over this uh, earth to pastors this morning God speak to our hearts Lord Jesus and uh, may we respond in a positive way and give you everything we've got in Jesus name Amen thank you you may be seated acts uh, we see uh, in the book of Acts as just happened uh, Stephen there was interrogated about his stand. They said, what are, you, what are you talking about? You love Jesus and all of this. Well, you don't ask a, a good deacon what he thinks about Jesus because Stephen told them what he thought about Jesus. He's the Son of God. He's the one that brought salvation to the earth. And uh, he preached the truth to them. The problem was they didn't want to hear the truth. The Bible says it quickened their hearts. It spoke quick to their hearts and then they riled up and they stoned him to death. In Acts chapter 7, verse 58, Paul, or Saul at that time, was standing watch over their clothes while those men stoned Stephen to death. And in Acts chapter 8, that same Saul, having made havoc of the church, he'd been going into homes, dragging people out, murdering them, killing them. Uh, He was a, a part of Judaism. Uh, which is a complete uh, falsehood. It's a way to work your way to heaven uh, versus Christianity. And he was showing them uh, the Judaism part of it. He needed letters, so he asked the governor to give him letters, and they wrote letters so that he could go in and persecute the church. Uh, you imagine someone walking in here this morning and saying, either you renounce Jesus or, or we're going to persecute you. We're going to kill you. We're going to... Uh, murder you. Uh, I, I pray every one of us would just stand still and say, you do whatever you need to do. We're not afraid of men here on this earth. We've got a heavenly Father that takes care of us. To be absent in this body is to be present with the Lord. If you can't say that this morning, then bless God, you better be able to say that before we leave here today because it could happen any time. So he's got his letters in his hand, he's got his intellect in his mind, he's got his passion in his heart, and he's trying to defeat Christians, and he's on the road to Damascus with all those letters in his hands and the intellect in his mind and the passion in his heart, but he ran into something he wasn't looking for. He came up against a collision that he didn't expect. The Bible says that Uh, You know he thought he had his life planned out. Uh, He was in his early 30s. He was a promising leader for the time He was anti-Jesus. He was anti-christian. He had been trained by vermilion. He had spoke many languages He was educated sharp. He was a Pharisee. He was a who's who he knew he had it going on But on that day he ran into something that he wasn't expecting he ran into the gospel It wasn't the music it, it honestly wasn't the Bible he ran into the Holy Spirit of God the Lord himself met him on the road to Damascus and I want to tell you something folks this morning now you listen he didn't get some new reformed improved religion he got the same gospel that's been out throughout all of eternity the, the, the death burial and resurrection it was the same message that he preached all over in Antioch and Pergam and Iconium and Lystra, Derby, Italia Jerusalem, Tarshish, Troas Philippi, Athens everywhere he went he shared the gospel but there was one place he never had been and that was to Rome and he said I want to go to Rome uh, it's the strongest empire in the world uh, those Romans knew who they were you didn't go to Rome wondering who they were, you knew who they were they were going to tell you who you are You didn't go to Rome to try to impress them. They were impressing you. You didn't go to Rome for dignity or arrogance because it was already there in Rome. And they had little respect for anything that came out of a poor man's country or city like Jerusalem. Paul said, I know everybody's impressed with Rome, and and I know people are scared to go to Rome, but you know what old Paul said? Paul said, guess what? I got something Rome don't have. I got something Rome needs and they don't even know they need it. I got something Rome cannot produce and Rome cannot stop. I got something that the armies cannot push around. Paul said, I'm trying to get to Rome. I'm not lollygalling around. I'm not tiptoeing through the tulips. I'm not going to sit down. And I'm not going to back up and I'm not going to shut up. I'm on my way to Rome. I've got a gospel message today. If we're not careful, pulpits all over this country are cow to people in politics and people in in local elections and people in local churches that are saying, hey, don't preach on this over here. Don't call out sin anymore. You just be a smiling good person and and, and everything will be all right. Folks, that's not true. One of the reasons we're in the uh, the mess that we're in in this country is because pulpits have shut up and quit preaching the Word of God. We need to get back where we're saying what we're seeing happening in America, I'm not being political. It doesn't have anything to do with being political. Man, when you see terrorists marching on our own capital and climbing the walls and spray painting them, listen, that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. The the Word of God gives us a, 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 a plan. Our whole government comes from the Word of God. Everything we have comes from the Word of God. Y'all, i got to get off of there. I, I, you know, I heard a Pentecostal preacher yesterday. He was, talking, he was talking to some young people, and they were scared to go to the Pentecostal church because of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> we don't have to worry about that. Well, I hope we do. <laughs> you know what he said? He said, y'all dress up in suits and ghosts and all this stuff, and you go on Halloween, and you ain't scared of that ghost, and you tell me you're scared of the Holy Ghost? Mm-hmm. Man, I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit, we we need to invite Him back in. He needs to take over. This world today blasts their music and they brag on sin and flaunt their immorality and we're scared to tell people about Jesus. I told the men yesterday morning, it's time some of us come out of the closet. It's time we stand up and say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not going to sit down. Now, how can we do that? Well, number one, the source of the gospel. Look, if it would, there. Listen, the source of the gospel is divine, it's supernatural. It didn't come out of a Cracker Jack box, it didn't come out of Amazon or Walmart. Listen, it came from God. I know where it came from. It came from a holy God. It's divine, it's also declared. Verse 2 says, which he had promised of four by his prophets in the holy scriptures it was declared it's been around a long time it didn't just start up this year it didn't start up this century it's divine it's declared but it's also delightful the word gospel means good news man died man was buried man rose again on the third day that's as good a news as you can find folks that's good news so the source of the gospel is real I mean, one of the things we need to make up our mind is Jesus who he really said he is? I mean, is he, can we count on him to be God? Is he in control of this universe? Because if he is, we, we're slaves to him. We're sure we'll talk about that in just a moment. But, but we need to listen to what he says, and then we don't need to be ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of Jesus, it's the source. And then it's my responsibility. Paul, verse 1. A servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated under the gospel of God. Well, it's a source, but it's a responsibility. I'm a servant. And that word servant means slave. Slave was not foreign to Romans. There were probably, historians tell us, probably 60 million slaves in Rome, in the Roman Empire. 60 million. So they understood exactly what the word slave meant, what the word servant meant there. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because I know who I belong to. Man, I know who I belong to. I'm a servant of the Most High God. Next time you go in somewhere and and you're embarrassed about Jesus, just remember who your master is. Remember who's giving you the, the, the directions and the orders. I'm a servant, but I'm also separated called out he said called out i'm not ashamed of the gospel because i'm on the team and let me tell you something everybody's not on the team you can't put on everybody just on the team because they want to play on the team this is not america we've got down to where i don't want to get too far into it but everybody gets a trophy everybody wins nobody loses well that just ain't right It knocks down those who want to excel. We've tried to dumb people down. Hey, I think everybody ought to participate. I'm all in favor of giving everybody a a little certificate, whatever, but listen, don't you put, there's some people, uh, let me say this, I'm gonna get in trouble, but if your kid ain't no good, he ought to sit on the bench. Huh? I mean, he he don't need a trophy telling him how good he is. I better move on. Uh, just because you can throw a ball don't mean you're going to be the quarterback. You've got to throw the ball to the right team. There's a lot of people throwing the ball to the wrong team. Not everybody can make every team, but Paul is saying, when I got saved, I got a spot for you. We're on his team. We, we can share the gospel. I've got a spot I've got a position I've got a jersey there's a job for me and then the bible says that I'm sent what 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 team is better to be sent on than jesus's team <laughs> you I remember in school it's been a long time ago but we would always try to get on the best team you know you'd stand there and they'd draw people and those of us who wasn't any good we were the last ones but if we could land on a good team we had a chance to at least win, you know, and smile a little bit, have a good time. But we're on the team of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will tell you, my, my theme song for the last couple of years, I was, uh, I'm going to sing it to you one of these days, but the, the main lines says, It'll be worth it after all, child. It'll be worth it after all, child. Man, when you're there and you're on that team, and it seems like you're getting hammered. Mm-hmm. You're in overtime, and a guy can kick a field goal. God can direct that field goal or misdirect it. <laughs> but we're on a winning team. We're, we're, the best is yet to come for every child of God. We're sent, and then it's serious. Verse 14 says, uh, I'm debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. Now, I hear people all the time, I don't I don't I don't pay my taxes well one of these days you will you know when IRS clamps down on everything and you don't have a dime left then you'll get serious I've dealt with men before and I'll just tell you uh, you know uh, you know if you're a man and you're supposed to be paying child support and you don't pay it God help you you ought to be paying it yeah they'll say well you know I'm not I'm not gonna pay it well one of these days when you go to get your check at the employer and they take all that out you're gonna say whoa this is a big deal it's a big deal to owe a debt Paul said I'm a debtor it's a big deal to owe a debt owing a debt is not paying something when you're supposed to pay it now there are two ways you can owe a debt number one I can borrow money from brother case and until I pay him back I owe him a debt amen that's called a debt all right you with me but there's another way you can owe a debt uh, uh, well Wes is sick this morning Wes Markham I saw Wes in town this week and he said I know I'm not gonna be in church Sunday but I'd love to give brother case something for pastor appreciation day would you take this $50 and would you give it to brother case I said be glad to I put it in my pocket and I thought well, that's $50 cash <laughs> huh and I see brother case this morning he said brother Charles how you doing I oh, doing good doing good like a haircut oh yeah I, yeah I got it shaved a little bit you know everything good everything great man everything going great and I never mentioned a word to him About the $50 that the guy gave me to give to him I'm indebted to him you say preacher what 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 does it make any sense what it makes a sense is the day that you invited Jesus into your heart you became debtor to every lost person around you you've got something they need and they don't even know they need it they don't even know it was for them Paul said I'm a slave I've become indebted I'm indebted to those who need to come to Jesus Christ co-workers and neighbors and waitresses and family and dentist my soul dentist man mm. they give them as much pain out as they give bless God they need to be saved (laughs) amen then I want you to know quickly it's an operation it works I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it works it works (laughs) I I know you do the same thing you get all these things in the mail you know you buy this I I, I bet I've got 25 bottles of pills of different ones if you take this once a night it'll knock the weight off of you they're a bunch of liars None but liars huh I mean everything you see if you if you just do this You know, over here, if you just buy this car, if you just do this over here, and and people are lying right and left. But when you talk about the gospel, you will never meet anybody on the road you're headed on. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what race they are. I don't care how wealthy they are. I don't care how poor they are. You'll never meet anybody that the gospel is not for. It's for everyone. These accomplishments, it's authentic. We can go to see the grave of Muhammad, Confucius, Joseph Smith. We can see the grave of the Pope. We can see the grave of Mary. We can go to Grandma's grave out in the cemetery. But I tell you, when you go to the grave of Jesus, you're going to find it empty. Because that third day he arose. That's what makes Christianity different from everything else. No one else has ever come back from the dead, but Jesus did. So his accomplishment, and then the power, it's got the power. You take a man that was beaten, brutalized, in his side, uh, crown of thorns, crucified between two thieves, put in a borrowed tomb, Roman soldiers standing guard over that tomb, and three days later, he got up. That's power. And the same resurrection power that he had, and he has, and he will continue to have, is available to us. And then the product. A lot of folk going to church to get religion. Hmm. And you can get religion at church you go to the bank and you can get money you can go to Taco Bell and you can get heartburn (laughs) but when people go to the gospel they get saved that's what happens they get saved you say explain it there is no explanation it's by faith completely by faith. That's why I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The the baptism is not going to save you. Joining the church is not going to save you. Anointing you with oil is not going to save you. Being born in a good family is not going to save you. What is going to save you is the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection, and you believe it, and He'll save you. And when He saves you, it'll make you a different person. And then it's the outreach of it. Verse 16 says, I'm not ashamed. Of the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation. Everyone that believeth it, to the Jew first, and to the Greek also. That means it's it, it works for everyone. I shared with the men over in Kenya. Uh, they were they were you know I, I, they were running one of these prosperity preachers out of town because the Kenyans were fed up with the promises. You give me money. It's the same guys we got on television over here. But they run him out of town. You give me money, you're gonna have two cars, and you're gonna have the garages and They ain't even got a garage over there. See, the prosperity gospel only works where there's prosperity. But the gospel works everywhere. Death barely. I don't care where you go. You can go to the highest mountain. You can go to the deepest valley. You can go to the most educated place. The gospel always works. That's why Paul says, I'm not ashamed of it. It's inclusive. Could I tell you that even in this day and time, there are some places if you're not in the right zip code, you can't get in. There are some places right now, if you're not the right color, you can't get in. You say, oh, no. Oh, yeah. There are some places if you don't have the right last name, you can't get in. If you don't have the right blood type or the certain amount of money, but the awesome thing about the gospel, it's open to everyone. It's open to everyone. Everyone. It's indisputable. It'll work on everybody. <laughs> I love just kind of being out and talking with people, you know, and, and uh, I'll hear somebody make a comment, you know, about wanting to witness, and I say, well, here's a guy. Oh, he's got a turban on his head. Well, the gospel will work for a guy with a turban on his head huh oh uh, he's Catholic well that's all right Catholic get saved the gospel will work it don't matter what you are the gospel is for everyone it works for everyone so it's indisputable it is also informative it's amazing how two people can sit side by side in a service hear the same message and it'll help the one who believes and it won't help the one who don't believe. Hmm. It's your choice. I hear people say, preacher, if God was so good, He wouldn't send people to hell. I, I say, God doesn't send anybody to hell. God provides a way to heaven. You just reject it. There's no reason for anybody here to go to hell. It's informative. Bible says therein, in verse 17, the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The gospel takes me to a courtroom, and in that courtroom is a judge, who is God Almighty, and there's a prosecutor in that courtroom. His name is Satan, the devil, and there's an accused there. It's me, and it'll be you, and the devil. Is not making up lies about us. He is telling us the biblical truth. When the devil is standing before God, the devil says, All have sinned, God. This man sinned. That's the truth. When, when, when the devil says, There's none righteous, no, not one, it's right in your word, God. That's the truth. The devil is speaking truth to God. When he says that the wages of sin is death, that's the truth. God is the one that came up with that law. The devil is using the plan of God to condemn me. That's what he's doing. I can't wash my sin off. No lawyer will help me. First of all, you'd have a hard time finding one up there, but they got their own cases they're they're trying to operate their own self and all the judge can do is say according to my word you're guilty they begin to put the the, uh, uh, chains on my hands and the closer I get back I can hear the screaming of hell And it's getting warmer and warmer. And I'm saying, is there anybody that can help me? It's getting hotter. And it's getting hotter. And the devil's beginning to gleam. And he's excited. And I'm getting farther away from God. And then, all of a sudden, the door opens in the back of that courtroom. And in walks a white-robed man. And he says uh, excuse me nobody pays him any attention and he said excuse me the devil says who do you think you are that white-robed man says you want to know who I am really he said I'm alpha and omega I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the first and the last. I'm the lily of the valley. I'm the bright morning star. I'm the fairest of 10,000 to his soul. I'm wonderful. I'm counselor. I'm mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Lamb of Glory, Lion of Judah, the way, the truth, and the life, the resurrection, the amen, faithful, true witness, Adonai, El Shaddai, Elohim, rock of your salvation, firm foundation, faithful friend who will not change. I am the cornerstone Jesus, Son of God, God the Son, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, eternal, I was, I am, I will be, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, Shalom, peace, King of knowledge, King of kings, Lord of lords. And he walks up to the judge and he says, God, I didn't bring a lamb. I didn't kill an animal. I went to the cross myself. And this man belongs to me. And I get to leave with Jesus. <laughs> you say, I don't understand that. There's a lot of things I don't understand. I don't understand how you take a brown cow eating green grass and give out white milk. It blows my mind every time I see it. <laughs> I don't understand it. But I, I, I don't understand how you take a black soul and dip it in red blood and make it white as snow. But I'm telling you, that's exactly what happened. When we come to Jesus I'm not ashamed of the gospel If I died tonight Would I go to heaven? Are you sure of that? Because I, I, I do believe I can't promise you these are last days I can make one promise though We're closer to the end than we've ever been I can promise you that Today would be a day that you need to get your heart right with God. I don't care how old you are. I shared with the men yesterday. One of my burdens of my heart has been older people. My wife says I've always been an old person. (laughs) I love old people because I'm one of them. (laughs) One of the burdens of my heart, though, is for older people. It'd be, it'd be tragic for an older person to live 70, 80, 85, 90 years and go to that place called hell. But I'll tell you, it'd be more tragic than if that same person was sitting in the house of God somewhere hearing the gospel week after week after week and saying, I think I'm all right. I think I'm all right. Only to get there to hear him say, I never knew you. I don't want to scare anybody. We've lost two good men this week. We haven't lost them. We know exactly where they are. (laughs) Ray and Michael both loved God, and they were ready to meet God. They were ready to meet God. Are you ready? Maybe this morning you just need to come and say, "Look, I, I know I'm saved, but I, I, I'll be honest. I'm the truth is I'm ashamed. I'm really embarrassed." I don't want to tell nobody about Jesus I just want to leave everybody alone let everybody leave me alone you can't do that you're a debtor you're in debt to those around you you can't do that maybe you need a church home you're looking for a good church (laughs) outside the pastor this is one of the best churches there is in town I guarantee you there are good churches everywhere but if God lays it upon your heart to put your hand to the plow and work here I'll tell you, we'll receive you and praise the Lord for you. Father, thank you today for the joy to be able to be in this place. Oh God, I pray for the moving of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, you would have your way in every life in this place today. Lord, don't let us leave here wondering and doubt. But may we know for sure. We've been bought and cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name, amen.